201 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Lewis Walker and Kyle Gregg. So, Lewis, I keep I was about to call you Tommy there, but it's, uh, it's <laughs> Lewis this week. Um, you look like you're. I mean, yeah, you've you, you look you, you've got a stunning background yet again. I think that's the the Spay Bay, but I think you're actually in your house just now in in Spay Bay. Uh, but you are going to be around the country this week, and you've also been across you know the other side of of Europe, but Club Santa as well. So welcome back, Lewis. It's been how many weeks now? About four weeks since the last time you were on the show. Yeah, it's been four weeks and uh, you're absolutely right. I've kind of toured around, been away at Club La Santa for about 10 days, which was absolutely great. Blistering hot, as usual. In, well, in June it always is. Um, but it's a great it's a great place to go, not only if you're a keen athlete and want to get some training in, but it's actually really good for families as well because it's got a yeah. whole kind of breadth of thing. used to be, yeah. when I first went there, well, Kyle, back in, believe it or not, 1992. 1992. Uh, Jeez, yeah, I was seven so, years old, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, and uh, that, that, that was to a sports medicine conference organised by a steeplechaser called Roger Hackney, who was a good steeplechaser in the day, a UK steeplechaser. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I first found out about Club La Santa way back then, and I've been going very regularly over the last 30 years or so. And it's, and it's been really interesting to, to see it develop because it's developed from what, what used to be kind of like major training camps for yeah. um, international teams. Um, and over the years, clearly, they've they've looked at their clientele and uh, they've, they've kind of broadened their horizons. And they've made it they've made it more of a kind of sporty family holiday. I mean, you would have to be sporty yeah. to go there, but you, you don't have to be an, an elite athlete. And and they're 40 this year. They're actually, this is their 40th year and their 40th birthday. So so it was great. Oh, wow. have a couple, couple of, well, almost a couple of weeks there. Great, great weather. Lot, lot of running, cycling, bit of swimming, bit of strength work, um, yeah. and a few other bits and bobs thrown in. So that was great. Brilliant. So how are you um so how are you feeling then if you've um you know obviously revitalized no doubt um as, as uh, it's uh, got it's gone up and down it's a bit it's a bit of a roller coaster yeah um so I thought you know I came back uh, feeling pretty good but I <laughs> I've accrued the tiredness over the last couple of weeks <laughs> I need need to back off a little bit um, yeah. Okay. But having said yeah. that, so in terms of backing off, I'm heading down to the UK Athletics Championships this weekend. So that's in Manchester. So that that serves as the trials for the World Championships, uh, which which are in Budapest, um, Budapest. later this year in, in in August. So um, so that would be really good to 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 go down and and see that, see who's competing. Yeah, so I think you know that's one of the things we want to to, to chat about later in the show. Um, yeah, but, you know, but before before all that, we've actually got the, the out of uh, you know demand. Um, the West Highland Way champion Alison oh. McGill will be uh, on the show in about twenty minutes. So we Fantastic. might actually uh, we, we we've you know but again before we get to to all that we are gonna. You know, just it isn't really much for me to 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 talk about in terms of my training. Um, 
Uh, but, uh, you know, there's probably two major things since I've finished the West Highland Way, which has been um, Debbie's race at Challenge Roth, which uh, Lewis had had eyes on um, uh, as as Debbie's coach. And, and also uh, I was also race directing the Murray Way 100 uh, individual race and the relay. So that was that was two weeks ago now. Uh, yeah. Fact, yeah. Two weeks is might the, the time's gone past so quickly. Uh, but then straight after the the race directed and Debbie's race, we were play just playing in the theme parks, Europa Park in in Ruston, Germany. So it's been a, you know, maybe not uh, the sort of training type holiday that Lewis has been on, but um, I certainly need a rest from it all. That's for sure. So I'm glad to be back and in, into a routine again. So. Uh, yeah, so so a lot happening in this episode, and um, yeah, thanks to everyone who contributed to episode two hundred and um, you know sent their best wishes, and uh, yeah, we're, we're we're delighted to to reach that milestone, and um, we, you know we're excited for the next two hundred episodes, eh, Lewis? I, I, absolutely, I'll be very old by then. <laughs> Uh, but but yeah so so before we we chat about what you know the doc talks installment of of this this episode um i i think uh yeah there's there's been quite a lot obviously happened i say quite a lot not training wise for me you know my recovery seems to be getting there very slowly um you know i've had time to reflect on my my performance uh, in in the build up and um and I, I you know I've kind of maybe met you know, mentioned like obviously like reflecting back and what what actually happened you know uh, what what happened on the day I mean it was a really warm day um you know I, 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 I without making excuses as such uh, I just didn't feel that I was ever in the race um now what best to to chat about this than than, than my coach Lewis, so uh, it's almost like a, a a diary which he can input into, uh, which we we tend to do uh, when when things generally go right. Sometimes when they go wrong, but when they go right, it's always it's easier to talk to your coach about just <laughs> how things have been going. But uh, I mean, I, yeah, probably like going back on what it was, I, I still think there was something off on the day. Um, I say I still think that I didn't really think that I tried to disagree with with that initially but going back to the race I did in, in you know the, the one around Loch Ness Ultra X um, I, I found I was just a different runner on, on the West Island way I just didn't get ever get into it. I felt when I got to the first checkpoint I just re- felt really tired lethargic fatigued I, you know and I, and I thought it was maybe the heat but the more I think about it the more I feel I don't know if there was some sort of illness and I've generally found energy levels the last two weeks to be quite, quite challenging anyway, but I don't know what your thoughts are and, and, you know, talk about Debbie's race, you know, she had a a cracking race uh, in terms of position at Challenge Roth. Uh, She was 11th in the race um, and uh, yeah, she had some really good, there was a lot happening within her race, um, some positives and also some take-homes like, a tracker fell off, and and she kind of felt the same as me. So that's why I'm I'm bringing this up now, thinking I wonder if there was something like you know that that I you know wasn't 100 uh, percent. in the one of our kids, he got he got actually he actually got COVID the week before Debbie's race, and and I'm wondering we didn't you know we uh, we 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 never tested positive or as such, but. Um, 
we're just wondering if there's something within that because yeah I just felt on at the Ultra X I just felt so strong and and my training's been going really well so I just find it a bit bizarre how I get I reach 50k and I just didn't have it um so anyway I thought I would share that with the listeners on reflection but what's your yeah you know well, what, well, this, what you? this is it this is the first time you've shared it with me. <laughs> so to be fair, it's, to be in, fair, interesting, in, yeah, <laughs> interesting to hear this live. But um, yeah, so I think I think it's a number of things. I mean, I think the the race starts uh, in the early hours of the morning. It's one a.m., isn't it? Uh, one a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the race starts, and you know, when you look at that physiologically, that's what's the called the nadir or the or the the, the kind of low point of your various hormones. Pretty cortisol hormone, the stress hormone is is pretty low through the night. Yeah, and the first two, three, four hours, uh, uh, you, you know, can can be quite challenging just simply because you're running through the night and your hormone levels are very different to what they would normally be, and that, and, that, and that's for everybody. Um, yeah. Your cortisol level, you know, tends to come up, you know, in what's called the circadian or di- daily or di- diurnal rhythm. Your cortisol level tends to come up to a peak first thing in the morning and then it dwindles kind of yeah. through the day and then it's really low uh, again through the night. And um, so so there's hormonal things and that, that affects how you um, process your nutrients you know, um, yeah. carbohydrates, for example. So so there's issues with that. I think when you started the race, it was pretty hot even at 1 a.m. Um, really hot, yeah. Over the, yeah. Yeah. And then over the next 24 hours, it was particularly hot. So not only have you to look at the, that, that kind of hormonal response through, through the night, you've got to look at your race nutrition, you've got to look at your fluid balance, the pace you were going at. And I think that, um, and and maybe you were a bit ambitious. I don't know, but at one point you were lying in third place, um, yeah. and uh, so that was you, you know quite a quite a far way in. And then it seemed to me you just fell asleep on on the side of the road or the side of the track, <laughs> which is what I heard. You just put your head just down and, Heather, you, eh? and you slept. <laughs> yeah. But well, that's it. Like I, I think it's I, I, I don't want to make excuses, but I always want to use the podcast as a way of if I was to ever look back on training or you know good things and bad things which I've always done, I, I like to just lay it all out. And and I don't like making excuses because at the end of the day, it just didn't work out for whatever reason. I'm just yeah. For me, it's is to, to to find out what what happened and and almost you know if it was the combination of those things. That's fine, but I just um, I I I find it bizarre how I have worked, performed well in the heat, and 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 I've actually you know done really well. Whereas maybe it is just the the night, the the time of the day. It could just be the the sheer distance, ninety six miles. Um, but I just feel like when I did that back to back ultra, it was like forty miles and fifty k. I had to you know both days. I felt really strong yeah uh you know i wasn't in, you know i wasn't in my, the best shape of my life but it wasn't that far out to in, to remember to, the to, to really remember the kyle. difference yeah remember that? Though, kyle that that was that you know your two days you had a night's recovery in between you had fueling in between you know in between yeah. the two days and it was through the day now yeah, that's right y- y- you know everybody in that race has to 
uh, cope with the early start. So I know yeah, yeah. you can't make that the you know one excuse for for one individual because everybody's got to cope with that. Yeah. But I think yeah. I think I think that there's been a, a variety of things, and I think. R- Running and performance is quite complex in the sense that there are so many things that need to come together, you know, for your performance to really pay off and, and to run, you know, and to run really well and to the best of your ability. So because it's complex, because there's so many things need to come together, it's usually just not one particular thing that's created either the really good performance or the really bad performance. It's really kind of a, a mix of things. So, so if you think of of early start, nutrition, um, you know, fluids, uh, the distance, your pacing, yeah. uh, and also the fact that you know you had you had a child who, who developed um, COVID, uh, and Neither you nor nor Debbie tested yourselves for that in the ensuing week because you just didn't want to know, which is fine. Um, yeah. But but clearly you, you look after a child, you're in the same uh, vicinity. So so yeah. Was there something uh, around that? Did you have a subclinical uh, infection or not? And 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 who knows? But it's good to it's good to just kind of chat around it and wonder. If there's anything that you can, you know, you, you could take a lesson from. Well, one lesson I think I think that is a positive lesson for you is that you didn't give up. I mean, basically, you went, you had to sleep at the side of the trail, uh, and then and then <laughs> you woke too up. Long, I must say, uh, I think folk are thinking it was like hours. No, it was only like ten minutes, not even that. Yeah, uh, I was wait, like, was I it? Okay oh, there. come on! I, I heard it was much no. longer than that. I, I heard <laughs> them were putting a, res- a rescue out for you. <laughs> it's true. Your wife, I, your I wife put like her cycling minutes. helmet on and and kind of cycled <laughs> down to find you. She was that worried. So uh, <laughs> yeah, come, come on. Oh, but geez, you oh. know, but the positive to that was you got up and you actually finished the race. I saw a wee video of you finishing. Oh, I mean, it was it was, oh, it was hard, hard looking at it. that <laughs> to watch it, <laughs> but. But that just again shows the kind of mental strength that's that's required in these kind of races, and it'll be interesting to talk to Alison shortly just to to see how she copes mentally yeah. with, with 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 that kind of distance, because because that's you know of all you know you can do as much training as you want you know physically, yeah. but the mental bit to get through ninety six miles uh, at a decent clip is uh it's no be sneezed at yeah absolutely yeah yeah well no it's, thanks to the reflection it's always good to you know because a lot of what the reflection is a lot of other people can learn from some of those things and yeah you know maybe what you're telling me is other people have gone through similar situations as well but no i think you're i think you're absolutely right i think that you know the combination of factors rather than just the one is and you, you know when it even it comes to like something as long as that there's the longer you run there tends to be more variables and more things that can go wrong yeah like blisters and fueling and heat and timing times of the day and and, uh you know pace terrain all those sort of things um so now it's uh i think that's it's quite worthy to to share uh and you know i'm i'm open to being criticized 100 percent you know and and that's why you know but i'm fine with that you know i'm fine to to uh yeah just just uh be 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 lay, laying 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 myself bare you know which i've done many a time on this podcast <laughs> well, for good or bad i don't know but uh, like like to yeah. keep you honest 
Exactly. That's it. That's yeah. it. And uh, but no, like I think you know, just going going on to that, like we we discussed, like what what what's the next sort of step after the West Island way, and you know, I think the main consensus was. To, to drop down the distance significantly, you know, ninety six to one mile, you know, that that kind of maybe not as yep. uh, as it's certainly not going to be as serious as uh, as what I'm I was doing for the West Island Way, but just enjoying the running, enjoying the training, enjoying the shorter sessions, trying to get a bit of speed back, um, and you know, within reason, and and then just to slowly build the endurance up later in the year and 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 see what see what the next goals are so aside from that aside from the monument mile i think i'm definitely because i was after the race i was like oh god I'm, I'm completely put off by running but that was that only lasted a few days and, and now i'm back at it again so although albeit quite um you know quite conservatively as well so so that's a it's a it's a different physiological you know proposition uh, I was going to say running, you know, a monument mile four minutes. Well, maybe speaking closer to five minutes, Kyle. Yeah. Oh, uh, but, but, <laughs> but, it's, but, it's yeah, not going to be four. physiologically very different, and yeah. and you, you know, and, and but milers put themselves on the line, and they 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 run really hard, and 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 you know, at, at the finish line. Uh, you sometimes do have to scrape them off the ground, uh, it, it, and at least although the recovery is a bit shorter, you know they've given their all. But it's, it is a different physiological mechanism, and, and that's something we can maybe chat about uh, later as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, like uh, you know, within you know talking about some of these things, um, uh, you know, we were, we, we sent over like one of the doc talks uh, episode or or segments, which. Um, you were, um, you know, you, you were kind of just chatting about psych, the psych strategies to resist slowing down. Yeah, is good and easy. Applic- is there, um, is is this, is this something we could we could talk about in in six or five or six minutes, or do we need a little bit longer? What's your what, what I think what I think might be interesting to do, Kyle, is when Alison comes on, is is for me to ask her a bit about her strategies, her psychological strategies during during yeah. the race. And then yeah. after we've had our chat with her, I can maybe speak to this really quite interesting paper, which is, uh, you know, an expert opinion paper that's just come out from a series of psychological experts in sports psychology who have looked at w- what are the key things, the key evidence-based things for endurance runners, you know, and and there's five or six things to, to focus on. But it'll be interesting to tick the boxes off with Alison in the first place to see well, what exactly she, she used in order to to you know traverse that 96 miles and win the race yeah okay no that's i think that sounds sounds good to me so but well let, let's just shuffle that about a bit then um so you're going to go your way this weekend uh yep. to the uk the uk championships and and that's in manchester is that right yeah, so I head yeah, off on yeah. yeah, I head off on Friday and I'm catching a lift down with uh, the Scottish Athletics management team on their minibus yeah. uh from from Glasgow uh, down and back. Uh so that's yeah, so that's in Manchester. So and it's the um so it's the UK championships, but it's also the trials for the world championships later on this year in August in, in Budapest. So 
um, there's there's quite a lot at stake. And I, I've, I've got a list of, of entrants uh, to, to the various races. So maybe I'll just briefly kind of kind of chat through uh, each yeah. of them. We started yeah. the men's 800. Just a number of names that pop up. Yusuf Busymana, who's been in the States and then is back across. He's a 145-odd guy. Right. What, what I would yeah. say is nobody's got the 144.7 standard. Uh, that's required to go to the World Championships. Um, so, and so I think what, it'd be unlikely. The, like, what, what is this? What is the setup then? Is it if you win, if you win the race and you get a standard, you 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 go to the World Championships? Yeah, so, that- so I think it's first two. The first two, if you if if you win in your second and you've got the championship qualifier, then then you go. Yeah. And the third the third place is a discretionary pick for someone who's also got the standard. The British yeah. athletics are being really, you know, they're really. Um, quite strong about the standards this year and there are probably yeah. various reasons for that which we can go into later but, but the men's 800 yeah. is is there's a lot of really good names in it so busy man is kind of up 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 and, and around so is alex botterall max bergen yeah. a name from the last couple of years really fast runners had a had number of injuries yeah so he's, he's quite young yeah. he's, he's 20 he's 21 uh, yeah. You've got Oliver Dustin, you know, who can really pack a pace in the last kind of 200 metres. Uh, Charlie Grace, you know, so Charlie's oh. an oldie but goldie who's yeah, dipping down back. Yeah, he's <laughs> dip, still there back to 800. I mean, Charlie's always been a very smooth um, runner at speed, uh, yeah. but his legs are getting a bit older for 800. Then then you've got, um, you know, folk like uh, Kyle Langford. So Kyle can, he's a 144 guy. He's not run that this season, but he can finish very quickly. And then Scotland's own guy, Guy Learmont, who's, you know, kind of roller coasters a bit and uh, sometimes gets there, sometimes doesn't. It always keeps us on a bit of tenter hook. So so guys guys in the field. Ben Patterson is also another Kind of really fast uh, 800 meter runner. He's not not an endurance based guy. He's more more of a speed based guy. Yeah. And you've got got um, uh, Dan Roden. But interestingly, Josh Kerr, Scots guy, he's running yeah. the 800. So he's already got the qualifying oh, really? for the 1500. So he he will get an automatic pick for that because he's run a 329 this year. Uh, so he's he's running uh, he's running the 800 for a bit of tactical speed work. What happens if, um, like, there's more people that, you know, Josh has got it, but is, is he dead? Has he been confirmed? Like, you know, like, say, for example, like Neil and someone else gets it, would, yeah. I think it'd be well, unlikely, well, wouldn't it? But. Yeah, no, but that's what, well, the, that's why there are three places, and usually yeah, you, the, the first two get an automatic pick, the third is discretionary yeah. to the UK um, yeah, true. team that, that, okay. that picks and that gives them a discretionary place but and you usually see this kind of thing happening athletes will go to the championships but not run their their main distance because they you know they're playing the game of of being picked um you know showing form at another distance but you you know looking for that third discretionary place yeah. If we move to the fifteen hundred, it's it's probably a bit more more open. Um, and just kind of going through some of the names here, there's not too many that I recognise. 
Uh, I mean, there's Kane Elliott is a young Scots lad, 21 year old oh, yeah. Scots lad who'll be who, who, who'll be flying the Scots flag there. One of the favourites will be Elliot Giles, who's um, you know he ran I think it was 3:32 just last week, uh, maybe it was 3:31 something. But but he's run he's run pretty fast. But he's also a very fast 800 meter runner. He's a, he's our top 800 meter runner this year. So he's deadly. In in a in a fast finish, and he'll be up against Neil Gourley uh, from Giffnock, and and Neil yeah. has has been in good form. Neil ran a three thirty fifteen hundred. He's got the qualifying, but it's going to be, um, you know, and 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 Neil's got a pretty decent uh, eight hundred time as well. So, but that that'll be a bit of a uh, of a cracker. And they'll they'll be the kind of like the main uh, the main ones. And then there's guys like uh, Matt Stonier, uh, you know, who was uh, uh, medalist in the Commonwealth Games. Um, yeah, he's he's in the field as well. So it's uh, it, it's it, it's it's really quite interesting. Uh, but you know, Jake Whiteman, you've probably heard, he's out of the World Championships. He, he was down to race the 800. He would have been picked for the 50. Well, he, he had an automatic uh, card for the 15 as a previous yeah. champion, but he's he's now out of the championships um, b- b- yeah. because of injury, which which is a shame. But that's yeah. just you know we've, we've run through the males there. What we'll maybe do is put yeah. the females on hold because I see that well, Alison's Alison's going to wait a few minutes and then uh, right. we'll, we'll get yeah. her in the show. So uh, yeah, you, you, I mean obviously you've got some vested interest in, uh, in, in you know in the UK champs as well. So uh, yeah, let's yeah just finish it off and and then we'll okay. get Alison in the show. Right. Well, I'm just scrolling down quickly to the women's 800. So that, that's going to be a really good race. So we've got Alex Bell, Alex, a previous uh, Olympian uh, who's run 157 in the past. Not in that kind of form just now, but I've got Alex Bell. I've got Izzy Boffey. Uh, Izzy's yeah. uh, beat uh, Jenny Selman in the UK Indoor 800 earlier this year. Izzy's yet to break two minutes, but it's very close. Um there's an Aberdeen athlete, Hannah Cameron, uh, who's going oh, yeah. down. She's she's improved quite markedly, along with Jill Cherry. They're both at about Hannah's, I think, at two o three something. Jill at two o four. Um, just running again through the field. Abby Ives is a nineteen year old who's who's um, run sub two minutes. One of uh, wow. very few UK under twenties ever to to have run under two minutes, uh, which is is really very good. Uh, and, you know, one of the possible favourites will be Gemma Riki. Gemma's coming back to form. She's running much uh, more evenly and strongly, pacing her races really well um, and, yeah. you know, not going out and dying. She's she's just really kind of picking things up in, in her new coaching regime with uh, John, uh, John Big. Uh, so I, I would kind of put a wee bit of money on her. Then you've got Erin Wallace. Um, she had a good sub two, uh, didn't she? Yeah, so Erin ran 159.96, I think it was. Uh, yeah. Sadly, it was paced by a male, so it it doesn't, it you know, officially doesn't, yeah, it doesn't. count, but which yeah. is a real shame. Yeah. Uh, but right. but it should, you know, but she's got certainly got sub two minute potential. It doesn't matter who it's paced by, in my yeah. view, you know, it should run, should yeah. run sub two minutes. So I think I think the women's 800 will be. Will be uh, really very good. Uh, the fifteen hundred is, stacked, is uh, a stacked field, eh? 
Yeah, so so yeah. so they, 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 it's going to be really good. The 15 is also very good. I've got three athletes running in that. So Hannah Anderson, whom I've just started coaching. Um, yeah. So uh, Hannah's done really well to make the championships. It'll be a challenge for her to get out of the heats, but uh, but, but we'll see. Ne- next up is Ellie Baker. Ellie Baker's been running really well over 8 and 15 uh, this year. So she, for me, would be... Uh, would be up there as one of the favourites. She would be the absolute favourite if Laura Muir was not running. <laughs> but, but Laura is, of course, uh, running. We'll, we'll come to her later. Uh, Sarah Carver is entered here. So I coach Sarah as well. But Sarah won the UK Under-23 Championships two weeks ago. She's going to the Euro Under-23 Championships in Finland next week. So we've pulled her out of the UK Championships because really just too much... Uh, to, to, to do, I really, really want her to be fresh for uh, for Finland. Uh, yeah. Melissa Courtney Bryant, she's a name from the past who's been out and is, with, with injuries and has come back and is running really well again. Um, let's just see, Sarah McDonald again. Similarly, Sarah's been been out for quite a period of time, come back and is running extremely, extremely well. It's hard to see. It's hard to see getting by Laura Muir. Um, yeah. You know, Laura is uh, you know three fifty seven form um, and coaching herself at, at, at the moment, but you know, performing well across across yeah. all yeah. Uh, all aspects. And then I've got Jenny Selman uh, that, that I coach. So Jenny second in the UK indoors at eight hundred. Uh, Fifteen hundred has always been our target. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, a series of niggling injuries this year. You know, it's what we were saying earlier about you, you have to get things right. And Jenny said a calf niggle, a hamstring niggle, a posterior tibial tendon niggle, yeah. all one after the other. That's really just um, uh, aggravated us, the, 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 the speed. Um, but she'll be in there giving it her all. Um, and then we've got Katie Snowden. Uh, so Kate, Katie has run close to four minutes, virtually bang on four minutes this year. So, so she will be there or thereabouts. And our last Scottish uh, shout out is for Eloise Walker. Uh, yes. And uh, another uh, Eloise, Games. Yeah. yeah. So, so Commonwealth Games athlete Eloise is also uh, going to be running in the Euro Under Twenty Three 5K next weekend. So she yeah. won won the five k a couple of weeks ago. She'll be running in that in, in a couple of weeks' time, um, and uh, and I, and I suspect she'll do do very well then. And she so she's using this fifteen hundred as as a bit of a sharpener. Yeah. So that's probably a kind of quick run through. Um, but a, I'm excited. A, I'm excited yeah. for the for the races, and I'll be down there. Uh, as as a coach, and uh, for the first time, I'll get my accreditation. You have to pay for the ticket to get in. Oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's I mean, that's great. You know, to to be able to go there and just enjoy it as a not just a spectator, but you know, as an official, uh, you know, an official coaching duties. It's uh, with with uh, you know a few athletes and you know very good athletes too so uh yeah good luck to your coaches yeah. and your athletes and you know the the other athletes in, in scotland who are taking part in the uk champs uh but from one phenomenal uh you know a set of middle distance a- athletes to a fantastic long distance ultra runner um scottish internationalist uh you know one of, one of my my running buddies at the anglo-celtic plate a couple of years ago uh 
Alison McGill. So Alison McGill is uh, yeah, recent winner of the West Heavenway Champ, cha- uh, West Heavenway Race. So here is Alison McGill. Hello, Alison. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's nice to see you. So I, I don't know if you've listened to our last couple of podcasts, uh, but our, our, my coach uh, in, in our new uh, one of our new co-hosts, uh, Lewis Walker. He is. Uh, he, I don't know if you've you've met him. You probably heard me talking to him. Um, you know, two years ago when we we're doing the Anglo Celtic plate, going, "How am I going to do a hundred k? I don't know." So uh, yeah, he's the guy who got me to the end. So I was he the one texting uh, Debs? Yeah, speaking to Debs. That, that's right. right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Good to meet you, Alison. Hello. <laughs> well, first and foremost, um, congratulations again and an amazing win at the West Side of the Way. It was, uh, you know, I feel slightly bad because I didn't know it was you going past me, and I was like, I'm, I, I was like, that wasn't us because you had your cap on, you had like your glasses on, uh, and you zoomed past me the way the, the rate of knots I was going at that given point down the hill, and uh, and. I was in a different world entirely. I was like, that, that wasn't Alison. Everyone's like, it was. I was like, it wasn't. I know her. I, it didn't sound like it didn't look like her. And, uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, it was obviously. So well, he's just me, he's but... full of it, isn't he, Alison? You know, know he's I just can... absolutely full. He can't, he can't just take it that you went by him. He was running not as well as he could do, <laughs> yeah, and you were running I'm, great. Yeah. I'm sorry that you got checked, but um, yeah. So oh no, I'm that. not. I'm not at all. No, <laughs> that wasn't my words, by the way. <laughs> I was, uh, you know, it was. It was just nice to 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 see you running so well. Um, and I think, you know, this is why you're on the show is to, you know, provide your account uh, of of your your race. But but before we even go to that race, um, I kind of want to kind of bring it back even further and just to. You know, to to kind of ask you like how how you got into running, um, and you know, kind of like that sort of journey to 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 where you are now. So, what's that kind of briefly look like for you then, Alison? Yeah, so it's it's pretty much my whole of my life. Um, were yeah. born in, born into running. Um, probably before I could walk, because you know, running. Because <laughs> um, mum and dad and you know my my siblings and aunts and uncles they're they're all runners. Um, so yeah. in Irvine Athletic Club or Irvine Cable uh, since a very young age just doing the kind of typical 800 metres and long jump and um, really teams and whatnot so yeah just yeah, nice. I've just always ran um, you know right through and doing their kind of normal seasons across country uh, and then I kind of get into road season you know road races when I went to uni at Strathclyde um, first yeah. 10k was the, the women's 10k Britannic asset um, oh, yeah. That was a, quite a steep learning curve from that because, <laughs> you know, you get pinned, you get, you put your time in and you say, right, you run yeah. with the, the pink runners. I, I couldn't get in the pen, so I jumped in um, right behind Lorna Kiblicat, who was racing. Um, oh. And I was sailing along and I felt really good. And then I think I hit the wall after like half an hour. So I quickly <laughs> realised that, yeah, that, that's not how you race 10K. So. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'd, from then right. on, just did 10Ks and in the Glasgow half, I did that year as well and, and kind of followed that pattern um, and then joined. Yeah. Uh, so I was kind of living in Lithgow after uni and I joined Lithgow Harriers. Um, it's just yeah. a, a bunch of guys that go out running and go racing. Um, so that was really good. And 
just kind of moved uh, around with work quite a bit and uh, but just kept the running going and I've always raced um so then when I moved up to Fife that's when I joined Fife AC and yeah yeah yep, just so what, what is it you work at Alison what, what do you work at uh, some a company called Celtic Renewables it's in Grangemouth okay yeah uh, process engineer and they're just yeah so we we kind of take byproducts from distilleries and kind of leftover potatoes and we ferment them and make solvents so okay oh, nice. <laughs> so how do you manage to fit your training around that is it a job that's that's easily compatible with with your your running life yeah it's it's kind of you know i'm not always at my desk i'm kind of around the plant and things um so i'm able to kind of be on my feet quite a lot um and it is kind of eight till you know eight to half four or five o'clock so um yeah. i drive past the ocals every night so i stop off there and okay and yeah uh-huh. go running yeah they're not <laughs> they're not you know they're pretty steep hills as well the ocals aren't they they're not that yeah. forgiven to you know it's an easy run you know probably would never feel like an easy run when you're that's, that's my <laughs> favorite place so i live yeah so i live next to the the lowlands as well so i'm kind of a bit spoiled but yeah that's my, I mean, yeah. yeah so <laughs> So like I mean you've been you know you've you've clearly been you've been running all your life but it's you know just looking at it was only like the last sort of few years you started going longer and you know and you you've done a couple of marathons uh, and then um, you then you know got selected for the the Anglo Celtic Plate which uh, was when was that God it feels like it was an eternity um, in in where was it Ireland wasn't it was it Ireland yeah, or Dublin, Dublin yeah Dublin, I don't speak right. I don't speak about that, race, but... <laughs> but, but you know what? Like, I, I think. I, I mean, obviously, like, I remember when I first did my first ultra, and it wasn't as extreme as your one because mine was only fifty k. But there was an, a, an element of like, you know, squeaky bum, like, uh, or, or whatever the saying would be. And and in a hundred k, you know, on the road, it's it's almost unforgiving for it to be on the road because it's all about times and paces and yeah. and you know you'll know on that day how warm it was and and it was it wasn't the flattest of course it was quite undulating and the heavens opened it's there's a lot that happened in that race and and you know and, and clearly for, for you it, you know I, I'd like to just get you know the reason I want to talk about that is because the incredible the year the the following year you were you were just a completely different runner and from an ultra perspective um so like yeah just talk us through that sort of like the initial first ultra to the second you know the second time you you complete you completed and you competed in the 100k tell us a little bit about that um so my first ever ultra was um glenogle 33 oh was it ah so it wasn't Uh, 100k yeah so i was in uh, 2016 but then I continued on doing yeah. like road marathons but I just kept right. looking back thinking you know I, I love that ultra feeling um yeah. yeah I just couldn't let that go so yeah then so I kind of got my eye on the 100k and, and managed to get into the, the team at Dublin um yeah so for that yeah. race I, I felt really good for maybe the first you know the first marathon the first 26 miles I was running with Morgan um, have known yeah. for a long time and um and then just and I mean after 26 miles my legs <laughs> like just went <laughs> which at that point you've maybe got 40 miles to go and you think 
yeah, this is this is going to be a long day. Um, yeah, it's going to be a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it it really was. I was walking and yeah. running and just kind of coming up with every excuse at the pit stop to to stop. And mechanically, it was yeah. okay, but um, yeah, it was just it, probably one of my worst races I've, I've had. Yeah. But do, do, um, do you know what though? Like the probably similar to what happened to me. Like you still finished the race and. You know, yeah, you, you you were still part of that team, which yeah. which is you know fantastic as well. So no, like um, yeah, sorry, sorry to ban. I just thought I would add that in. It's uh, the the type of runner you are, you know, just a, 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 a there's no DNF in my bones, eh? <laughs> yeah. So Morgan had unfortunately uh, dropped out um during that race, and then I was the third counter. So yeah. honestly, that's that was my my drive to you know yeah. to finish the team. Um, yeah. yeah. Yep. It's amazing. And then, like you know, obviously that was one of your worst races. Uh, but if you fast forward another year, um, you know, you're at Perth for the hundred k. Now, you know, I don't want to name t- your times and stuff, but you were an hour and a half faster, essentially, weren't you, than yeah. the year before? So, like, I mean, obviously, like, it can't just be that you had a bad day on the year before. There must have been probably something more that you had to do to get the time you did um or maybe i'm wrong i don't don't know but i'd like to to kind of hear about that sort of progression and transition yeah so i was injured before dublin um about three weeks before it um i'd hurt my foot and i'd always had kind of hip issues as well but then you know between dublin and perth i kind of did more slow mileage if you like and then found sessions that worked so I, I dropped from two sessions of speed work a week just down to one session Um, I found that's yeah. all I needed because I take quite a long time to recover from a, a hard speed session now Um, yeah okay but for ultra yeah you still need that kind of top end speed but just not as intense and not for as long Um, so I yeah. found I still got my speed but just with that one one session a week Um. So I've always got a, a rest day on a Monday and then my Tuesday I actually do a recovery rather than jumping straight into a hard session. It's another recovery day and then Wednesday, Thursday's like in a, a mid mid run, mid distance Fridays an yeah. hour. And then I like I just love doing back to back Saturday, Sunday. Um so that's what nice. did kind of building up the mileage and and that's what seems to work for me now. So um getting more slow runs but still doing some tempo sessions in there. I think, yeah. um, I think, I think that's a good, uh, so, so there's a number of things that you're saying there that really resonate. What, one is that you found out by trial and error what works for you. Yeah. Uh, and I'm interested that, that you said that, um, you know, two sessions of speed work, you know, of, of significant intensity work didn't really work for you, but but one did. And then you're finding it back to back longer Saturday to Sunday uh, Saturday and Sunday works works for you, and I think I think that's one of the keys that people need to find for themselves as they move on. That there's no there's no kind of one unilateral way to to train yeah. or to do things, and that and that you yeah. find what works, you know, for you, and th- and then you stick at that. That's not to say it'll work all the time because you might have to refine it, uh, you know, o- over a period of time. But it's great that that you worked it out for yourself, and it's yeah. clearly showing in your results. I mean, sometimes Absolutely. it can take people, uh, you know, four years to work it out, but some takes 40 years. But, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but, um, it's nice when you find, 
you know something you can sustain it and it's getting that consistency as well just week yeah. after week yeah. yeah so that that's the other thing that that all of the research shows very clearly that uh, consistency and continuity and l- low intensity mileage but but keep keeping the mileage up but making sure that you are running within yourself so that you're getting the volume um at the right level for you they're they're the keys in accruing significant endurance over a period of time so it sounds like you kind of naturally find that for yourself and and have utilized it to really good effect um there was a real good kind of buzz about the team you know perth um, and the lead up to it and that's I think that all helps as well just yeah lift your spirits and kind of keeps you going so yeah um yeah and I managed to get into I remember at Perth I was I was just in this bubble for like 50 odd miles I just I'd never felt it before just just this continuous kind of flow state I guess they call it fantastic um, not, not really knowing what was going on around me just yeah just running and taking my fuel and keeping going it's yeah it's a good feeling that's yeah uh... <laughs> That that that's the that's what every every runner wants uh, in a race yeah. to to yeah. have that and and it, it certainly you know I've had some of those races and it's great when you get into that when you when you're in that state to to be able to to to, to run like that um and 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 I'm and, and I'm sure the West Island Way but you know your incredible performance at the West Island Way possibly was like that too so you know let's move on to the the West Island Way of of this year like. Tell us about, you know, how that went for you, you know, from the start to the finish. Yeah, so go on, can we go back a year? <laughs> so, oh, of course, yeah. Um, no, this is, uh, I'm, I'm steering, <laughs> you're, you're steering the ship, Alison, eh? So, <laughs> um, so yeah, my first West Highland Way was last year. Um, of course, yeah, yeah. Sorry. And again, it was... That was just yeah, under sub-20, was it? Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I, I kind of went in with the wrong mindset. I, so there was eight, eight weeks before Perth and the West Highland Way. And I tried to kind of cram in, like a lot. I lost a lot of kind of, you know, ankle strength that you gain on trails um, after running the yeah. road so much. So I, I was trying to kind of cram that in and get some hills in. And it, I, it took me a long time to recover from Perth because I was kind of running that yeah. higher intensity um, than I normally would. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, I wasn't, I definitely wasn't ready. But, you know, I still went in thinking, you know, oh, it was my first 100 mile as well. And, I, yeah. I just it wasn't very realistic goals that I had um but again I learned like so much from that day um and then I could bring that into this year so so yeah. it's interesting you're say, saying about goals so you've had the experience of running one West Highland way and knowing that you could do better so as you, as you came into this West Highland way what what kind of goals did you have? What what was going through your mind in terms of your your performance, the outcome that you wanted, and you, you know basically the process of how you were going to do that? What what did you think about prior to the race? So I'll, I I just wanted to enjoy the whole day because the previous year I'd, I'd kind of spoiled my first West Selenbury because I I just didn't have you know it wasn't very enjoyable. Um, I didn't feel properly, if at all. Um, so then this year I practiced during my training and I made sure I practiced yeah. my fueling and I suddenly realised that, you know, that actually makes you, you know, run for longer. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So all those kind of things clicked in place. Um, and I, so I was in for the 100k 
again this year um, at Belfast. But again, I got injured again. Um, funny enough, my same foot injury. And so that got me kind of really down. Um, so I had a bit of a hard time with that. But I still went to Belfast. And seeing the guys working like really hard on 100k and, and seeing the crew working with the team kind of changed my, my mindset about running completely. Okay. Yeah. And it, it showed you just how much you can you know put your body through and and if you're having a bad patch i just learned that you, you can come out of it um yeah so I, that was a big learning curve when i went to belfast which then changed my whole kind of attitude with with training for the west Highlands this year um so i had 10 weeks before between my injury and then this year um so i crammed in <laughs> a 12 week 100 mile program into 10 weeks which oh. huh. Yeah, <laughs> and it, yeah, and it definitely worked. Yeah, and I just I love absolutely love the training, and I think that's yeah. the big biggest difference this year. I just really enjoyed it, and did yeah. lots of back to backs along the along the route as well. Um, had some good memories from training, and I can apply that during the race. So that so you know you're you're telling us really from a mental preparation perspective, you got things, you, you know you you left. You, you know, you gained a lot of things that you you put into your performance this time that that made a difference. So, what were the key things mentally? You know, when things were were getting tough, yep. because they always do. You know, you're going to go through ups and downs. You're not always in the bubble for you know the the the, the full race. But w- when when things weren't going so well, what was it you were? Was it things you were saying to yourself? Were you picturing stuff? What what was your go to for getting through the hard times? So I, I got um, you, you probably know about Jason Coop, um, yeah, yeah, and his yeah. book, his books, yeah, it's very good, it's like a bible, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this year, actually, instead of just kind of reading his mental skills, I actually put them into practice. So Fantastic. I put them into my training. Um. So deliberately went out, and you know he does the kind of dissociation and association so you're either kind of doing like body checks and yeah you know, just taking your mind off things so yeah before a checkpoint I would think right what's hurting what's uncomfortable you know what do I need to tell my crew um and then kind of the other ones I would do was just the simple ones you know about like running to that next tree or running to the yeah. next bridge yeah. and whatnot and it all that just really kept me going um because I'd practiced them before. Yeah. Um, and there's another one that's, it sounds quite strange, but it's like, so you think of your favourite colour. Yeah. Um, and then try and kind of spot things that are that, that colour. Yeah. Um, I just remember running through Rannach Muir where there was literally kind of no one around and <laughs> um, <laughs> there was no walkers or anything. And so, and then suddenly I, you know, I saw these kind of purple flowers and things and it just lifts your spirits and, you know, you just, you know, use these things from your, your toolbox to... So, uh, no, but I think, I think that's... <laughs> this is music to Lewis's ears, great. you know, like hearing here, here this sort of uh, yeah. strategies, you know, like I just tell Lewis, yeah, I don't know what I talked about, I don't know what I thought about, I just ran away. <laughs> but I think, I, I think you're right. So you, you've, you're using a number of association and dissociation, you're stepping in and you're stepping out, you're using yeah. kind of dis- distraction tools, you know, particularly that thing about looking for purple, the colour purple, yeah. distraction, your environment and, and that 
takes you away from that kind of feeling of perceived exertion because you're you're looking for something that's external. So there's a there's a distraction there. And uh, what what I'm interested in though is, did you use any kind of self talk to get yourself through? Were you saying, you know, come on, Alison, you can do this, or come on, you know, not long to the next uh, the, the the next stop, you know, or how how did you did you use language in any kind of way, self talk in any kind of way? No, because a lot. I remember like when I used to race, my self-talk was really negative. So I tend yep. to stay away from that. Um, so, yeah, I try and think more on the positive side. Um, OK. Yeah. <laughs> when you say that then, how, what, what do you mean by that? Are you trying to think more on the positive side? Give us an example of what positive thinking would be for you within that race situation. It's kind of more external, like when we're running through, you know, to um, Conic Hill, you know, you could see... Yep the kind of red sky and you just think yeah, you know yeah. I'm like so lucky just to be running here um, and then you can look if you just look around you know when you're on top of Devil's Staircase and you've got these you know this stunning scenery around you and yeah. it, it just lifts you and kind of makes you feel pretty good. <laughs> that's, that, that's that's a nice description so, so what, what, what you're really saying that for you the thing that works best is that external visual you know so it's visual but it's external it's stuff outside you it keeps your focus on the outside rather than dwelling on the discomfort that's on the yeah. inside yep, yep, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah so i think i think that's a great strategy to highlight for people um because it's a, it's an incredible it's one of many strategies but people need to work out what's what works best for them so you're, you're clearly someone that the visual bits work other folk are more kind of self-talk um and but you know it's, you, it's a great example of finding a so so you find out a couple of things you're finding out physically what works for you in terms of your training but you've also worked through some examples and the jason cook book is is very good highly recommend it um, but you find examples of mental strategies that work for you as well. So you're a great example there of 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 pulling things together so that you get the best out of yourself. So you know, kudos to you. That's that's fantastic. The other thing well that done. he talks about is um, is a like doing scenarios. So yeah, just you know, before your race, well before your race, think about things that could happen. Yeah, anything, absolutely anything, and just you know, instead of you, instead of things happening during your race and, you know, your brain switch or mind switches off when I'm racing. Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> you know the answer before it happens, if you like, so yeah. you're more prepared. Um, yeah. The, the likes of, you know, we kind of knew it, it might be quite warm and the conditions might change. Yeah. Um, so I had plans in place for if that were to happen. So yeah. right away, I could just tell my crew, right, I need this instead of that. Yes, yeah. Um, so that's that's uh, it's got a formal name it's called implementations intentions it's a long fancy word but it's basically <laughs> called if then planning if you know so you plan ahead if this is going to happen then i will do that yep. and that's one of the so after we're finished i'm going to do a wee bit on you know there's a recent paper that came out as a kind of consensus opinion of some expert sports psychologists on half a dozen things that are really important uh, for mental preparation and utilization during races for endurance athletes and you're epitomizing virtually all of those you're giving us some really good examples there 
uh, whether you know it or not. But yeah, that's they're, they're great examples. Um, so, so basically, Alison's given us all you know all your yep. rivals out there, like and Lewis as well co- combined. This is like uh, this. We might have to just uh, you know this is all Alison and I's podcast to share, you know, and, and sell it on. Eh? How does that sound? And Lewis, of course. So. <laughs> there is a, another uh, brilliant one that, that I use, um, and it's having like a worry hour, yep. or when you're running. Yeah. So yep. if you're hurting or whatever, say to yourself, right count from 10 down to zero and when you reach zero stop worrying about it yeah yeah so you're allowing yourself to kind of feel that discomfort for 10 seconds yep and quite often you won't get to that that zero you yeah you think about something else yeah so you're not you're not fighting yourself for that but you're accepting uh, hey i'm in discomfort i'm accepting it i'm creating a space for it that space is bigger than the actual discomfort and it melts away by the time you get from ten down to zero, so that's another another really good good strategy. Yeah, fantastic. So, so I'm loving that's it. That's amazing. Yeah, this is. Uh, I don't even need to be here anymore. I'll just leave you guys to it. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> so, Kyle, Kyle, so, who? I mean, <laughs> I mean, just. Uh, I mean, you, well, it was Alison who when you went back. I was like, where's is that Alison? I don't know. It was. I don't know who it was. It lo- didn't look like Alison. Anyway, let's not go back to that. But like your your whole race clearly must have went. Did it go to plan? Then I take it. it was did it? You know, did it go the way you wanted it to go? You know, obviously you got the win. Like you know, you you happy with you know the the execution of it? What's uh, what does that look like overall for you, Alison? So I didn't. I honestly didn't expect to win. Um, because I know, yeah. you know, I know the the girls that I was racing. Um, so then I think it's like the first couple of my couple hours. Um, when I you know overtook Saki and you don't. I didn't want to know where I was where I was at in the race. I just I just wanted to run. I felt really good. Um, yeah. And I. The other thing, this is an accidental thing, but so on my my Garmin watch, there's a voice that tells you your splits. You know, it comes through your phone and it really oh, okay. annoys me. So I switched, managed to switch it off before the race, but then it turned off all my mile splits. So I, I, oh, didn't, okay. know, I didn't know what I was running. <laughs> so oh. so <laughs> I just went with it um, and almost like kind of ran at that, you know, perceived effort where you're, you're just feeling good and just keeping going. Um, yeah. Well, that's really interesting, isn't it? Because yeah. so many folk would get very anxious. I mean, I would get very anxious if if my Garmin wasn't telling me the the speed that I was running at because I like to check that kind of frequently. But I, I think that's really again just kudos to you for being able to. You know, to take a, a what I would, what many folk would call a kind of bit of a setback, but be able to just say, oh well, that's okay. I'll just run to my perceived level of exertion, and I'll yeah. use that as feedback. Yeah, and, I and that, I that yeah. probably did you a lot, a lot of good. I know. I didn't want to know I had like ninety miles to go. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it could be quite depressing that way. I didn't want to know I had 10 miles to go and 80 miles in, or 85 miles in. But uh, yeah, but I mean, like, you know, for you, you know, you didn't expect to, to win, which, you know, just, you, you know, you're you're hugely, a huge talent and, you know, 100% would, would you know, for me, you would be the favourite and one of them anyway. Um, but like, how did it feel then, you know, like when you finished? 
did you have a late was it a sense of elation or relief or was it like just like why wow, I've just won the West what was that like for you I don't know it was a, I don't know <laughs> it's kind of still trying to process it yeah exactly it's, yeah cool yeah a bit of a a numb feeling I just yeah yeah can't quite believe it so <laughs> I'll be honest it's amazing. like if it was somebody else that had won you know you'd be you know absolutely you know ecstatic for them but yeah, yeah, it's quite a strange feeling. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and, and like, you know, that's 95 miles. It's your second time doing the West Island Way. Um, like, what's uh, what's your next sort of, like, ambitions and goals? Is it to recover and then to re- reassess? Or are you straight back on it again? Or what's, uh, yeah. what's that look like wee, for Alison? I've got a wee race tonight um, in the Oh, yes, yeah, she's but, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do fancy the, the Ocals 2000, which is the end of August. It's, yeah, yeah it's something a bit yeah. different, but it's, I was kind of wanting to learn how to navigate better, um, or navigate completely. Um, so that <laughs> requires a lot of navigation, because um, I yeah. want to go out into, you know, into the hills and mountains with a bit more confidence. Okay, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. That kind of puts me off the hill races, having to, to be able yeah, to find your way that. around. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah not um, just... Not just rely on a GPX watch to to get yeah. you from A to B. It's uh, yeah, I, I tried that up Ben McDowell. Yeah, I got completely lost up Ben McDowell. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going yeah. to the, joining the the girls on hills um, this weekend. They're doing the short recce of Ring of Steel. Oh yeah, um, oh, nice. which is yeah, it's something I would never do on my own. So it's really nice to do it with a leader and, and some company. Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah, amazing. next year. And what about yeah, not sure. I'd, I'd love, uh, I'd love to do, you know, kind of multi-day events yeah. like Dragons Back or or similar. Yeah, Ring of Steel will be hundred k in ACP again. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, yeah. before you go, Alison, we we have got a series of fartlet questions. Like, um, you know, Lewis Lewis may not remember some of the questions, but. Uh, nah, he says no. So I'll, I'll just rattle them off, uh, and, and and you just butt in if you hear one, or remember one. So, uh, what's your favourite shoe? Fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have to say, my Brooks is my favourite brand, um, and Cascadia, the same Cascadia oh. shoe, got me through the whole way. So, yeah. Oh really? Okay. Oh, it's good to hear. It isn't a, a carbon shoe, like you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, Don't start me on that. No, 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 no. <laughs> What's your favourite running session? Oh, steady state. Uh, so you're going out for two hours. Um, you maybe do a 15, 20 minute warm up. So you do 20 minutes hard tempo, five minute easy, another 20 minute tempo, and then the rest just just running. That's a classic yeah. Jason Coop one. Absolutely, it's the what best session it? in the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, um, have you got a, a running hero, a sporting hero, or? So it was always, it was always like, um, you know, I used to go to all the events when I was younger, like Tom McKean and Roger Black, and, and oh, then, oh, right. yeah, I, I loved that. And then it was, uh, and Paula Radcliffe when I was growing up, was probably one of my yeah. biggest heroes. But now it's kind of more local, you know, like Debs and Joe and you know all the guys. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing. 
Uh, and what's if there was one race that you would, um, one race that you you could you wanted to do? Or what's, how 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 do we say this? Again? One if there was one race you had to do, you could only do. You had one last race to do. What one would it be? One that you have done or not, but you would like to do. Right, Dragon's backs. Yeah, Dragon's been on back. my. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gives me the. <laughs> it sends uh, shivers up my my spine. That one, no. Oh. Uh, but what about um? Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, it was, it's a multi-stage one. Is it? Is it multi-stage? Is it like? Multi- yeah, it's not continuous yeah. like the spine, is it? It's yeah, like it's a solid to keep five back, or six but, days. Yeah, yep, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, what's the pre-race meal? Oh, this is. Yeah, I'll give my secret away. So. <laughs> oh, here we go. You've given all your psychological secrets out, uh, so you may as well get bring everything so, else out. <laughs> the night before Stirling Marathon, um, I had macaroni cheese and chips and garlic bread, and then I had gingerbread and custard. Uh-huh. And so after, uh, before every single race, like big race, that's what happened the night before. <laughs> oh really? That, oh, that's a bit of a fest. That's, that's a huge carb fest, that, isn't it? <laughs> like at 1am, 1, 1 what did you have before that? Then Did you do the same sort of thing? Or I was did it the like, same, uh, yeah. Did you? Yep. All oh, right, geez, oh. <laughs> uh, But final question for me is, um, um, you've heard of a beer mile, no doubt, I'm sure. I don't know if you've ever done a beer mile. but if, No, I've never no. drunk a beer. Okay, so uh, <laughs> do you drink at all? Do you drink like wine or do you? I None can, but I just, it, yeah, just, it okay. doesn't sit with me anymore at all. I'll make, I'll make it easy for you, right? Uh, so if you had a pint of active root, uh, you know, and you, you downed a pint of active root, you ran a lap and you did it four times to make the, the mile, what, what time do you think you could run? Five. Fifty-five. <laughs> It's an impossible question, isn't it? I remember he asked me that a couple of years ago. And again, as a known drinker, uh, it was difficult to compute. (laughs) Well, if you have have an answer, it's not related to the leaderboard. But I'll say that you you, you completed it, okay? You definitely would complete it. I think you would definitely complete it. So, uh, yeah. yeah. But but Alison, it's been been cracking to have you on the show. Uh, I think you actually have been on the show a couple of years ago, eh? like um, yeah, as part the of the team. team. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking, Alison, you've not been. And then I was like, hold on. Yeah, you have. You have been on. So uh, it's it's great to have you back on, but your own exclusive um, uh, section and, you, you know, well earned and, and absolutely delighted to, you know, see you going past me and, and looking so good and so positive and, you know, you you gave me a little just keep going sort of thing and I was like you keep going too even though I was like didn't know it was you Alison but um but no it was it was amazing to see a cracking performance and yeah just just you know certainly you've you've got a lot of potential to continue in the ultra scene and and to yeah. you know achieve big things and now uh, I'll look forward to sharing towing towing up at the start line again with you hopefully soon but certainly not the dragon's back so uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks nice, again nice to Alison. see you Alison nice yep. yeah thank all you right. take care right. now cheers see you bye. Soon. Bye. 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 bye
Okay, that was Alison McGowan there. So that was uh, a, a, a cracking interview. And Lewis, you got half of what you, you know, we're going to talk about over to Alison. You know, almost like a fine example of how you should, you know, uh, or, 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 you know, someone who's executed a race and races to perfection and yeah. has a really good, like, so just, I suppose, break that down for me. And then, uh, you know, I suppose we can, we can link that up to, you know, this, this paper that we were talking about as well. Uh, uh, absolutely. So, and, and it is, it's just in the last month or so um, that this paper came out from, a series of experts. So it's an expert opinion paper by a number of sports psychologists about the psychological strategies to resist slowing down in endurance sport. And, and that's the bottom line, you know, whether you're an 800 metre runner or an ultra marathon runner, you, mm -hmm. ideally you want to stop yourself slowing down uh, and certainly slowing down, st stopping or, or, or pulling out. And so it's that the paper's headed by someone called Carla Majin, and Carla's done a whole host of stuff in the last twenty years on on endurance psychology. She's she's really a uh, kind of star in the field, but she also had a number of other uh, folk around her uh, looking at this. But what what do you do if you get thoughts about stopping or or, or quitting? Um, and and generally, people reach their psychological limit before they reach their physical limit. So the, the, the often, you know, people, if you, if you slow down or stop it, so usually you've been overwhelmed, your, your perceived kind of perception of the effort uh, has usually overwhelmed you so that the voice in your head says, oh, you know, you need to pack it in and, and you do. Yeah. And then, and so many people have a feeling of regret after that saying, if only I'd carried on or I wish I, wish I had. Um, so psychological strategies have been shown to improve performance by by keeping people going. Um, and a lot of it is around self-regulation. We heard a bit of this with, with, with Alison. It's about planning what you're going to do. It's about executing that plan and, and it's about reflecting on how you've done. And, and we did a bit of reflecting, you know, on your performance kind of, kind of earlier. So a lot yeah. of self-regulation is deciding what, what is it you're going to use psychologically and when are you going to use it? So some of the interesting things with Alison were, were, were about um, goal setting. So we look at the five or six strategies that, that were spoken about in this paper. So goal setting was one of them. Three kinds of goal setting. There's a, a performance goal where you aim for a time. There's an outcome goal where you would say, right, I'm going to podium. You know, this is my outcome. Yeah. I'm going to beat so-and-so or what are called process goals and process goals are about how am I going to implement the various skills and strategies that I've got when am I going to use them and where so that's the process they're they're kind of the less sexy uh, kind of um, uh, goals but they're actually process goals are the goals that actually make your performance really work for you um, yeah so Performance depends on conditions, you know, whether things are very hot, very cold, windy, wet, you know, or, or just right. So one of the things that the psychologists suggest is that you have, you know, three three kinds of performance goals. Then you have your dream goal. You know, if, if things if things go really, really well and I perform out of my skin, what's my dream goal for this? Mm -hmm. But they also suggest you need a happy goal and your happy goal would be, OK, Think it's not my dream goal, but what would I be happy with? If conditions are not yeah. that great, but I get through, what am I going to be happy with? 
And then there's yeah. an acceptable goal, which is, you know, things have not gone gone so well, but what's acceptable? I mean, for you, the only acceptable goal was I'm going to finish no matter what. That's an acceptable <laughs> goal. You know, I'd love to win. I'd yeah. love to podium. But you know what? Uh, I, 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 I get if I, can, if I can finish. You know, I'm going to keep on going. Yeah. So. And in, in, in longer races in particular, and, and Alison has said this again quite clearly, you need process goals. Uh, so you're chunking it into sections. And she said that about what she would focus on. And she did a lot of external visual focusing. And, and then she did a run through about, well, what am I going to tell my team at this next checkpoint about what I need, how I'm feeling, you know, how, how they can best support me. So, so she's using process goals, you know, to, to do that. So the, the next thing these experts spoke about was motivational self-talk. And interestingly, it's something that, that Alison didn't do. Um, that that mm-hmm. wasn't her forte. And for some folk are self-talkers. They can self-talk themselves out of stuff or into stuff. Yeah. Uh, and but, but other people are more, more visual. Uh, but there, are, there is a lot of evidence that self-talk increases your performance. You can psych yourself up, motivational self-talk. And and that's more along the the kind of lines like come on you can do this, uh, yeah. and your best your best to do that in what's called second or third person voice. You know you, you either use your own name, come on Lewis you can do this, or come on you can do this, rather than come on I can do this. That doesn't seem to work as well as you distancing yourself a little bit by saying yeah. you know come on you can do this, and that for those uh, listeners who are marathon runners. Uh, the so-called marathon crisis, when you get to a point where you think, shit, I'm going to have to stop. Um, yeah. There's a lot of evidence that, that that getting that, come on, you can do this. Come on, keep going. No matter what happens, keep going. That gets people through through that crisis. And as I said earlier, people usually stop more for psychological reasons than physical reasons. It's not that they've run out of energy or all their glycogen stores have gone. It's usually more of an overwhelm of, of the the kind of emotional stuff. Yeah. Th- then you've got stuff yeah. around relaxation and, and the stuff around pre-event is about your arousal control. Um, you, you know, it's easy to get over aroused and use up a lot of energy being anxious before an event. And that's where kind of slow breathing um, called resonant frequency breathing can work well. And that's when you breathe in through your nose and then out through your mouth. But your out breath is two or three times the length of your in breath. And if you do half a dozen of those, it lowers your heart rate, it lowers your blood pressure, it lowers your stress levels, it lowers your arousal levels. And one of the things that Alison did during a race was she did a body scan. So that's another way to help relaxation is to do a scan uh, of your body. And I really like the way that that she said that um, she didn't fight the discomfort or try and fight with herself. She accepted it and gave it a countdown from 10 to 1. And by the time she'd reached zero, um, the discomfort had had, had dissipated. So that's, that's a great strategy. Yeah. And Things like distractions. So distraction strategies can work quite well. Some people solve puzzles in their head. Uh, maybe the distraction is just conversing with someone else who's who's running alongside with you. Daydreaming on the inside, you know, i.e. in your own head. But also, again, as Alison said... Probably me, can, to be honest. 
Yeah, probably where I am. Uh, that, that's you know, so. Uh, so you, you, yeah, you're you're more about that in, in your head. Alison was more external and looking for stuff in the environment, like thinking of the colour purple and noticing wh wh where are where are the purple things, um, and that's a great uh, distraction strategy. Um, the fifth thing is about pacing, and pacing is vital. You know, you have to start off right. You know, and probably in a long race, if you start off, you know, just too hard, too fast, uh, you are you are going to suffer. So there's this yeah. stuff about it's called a, a parabola, you know, a parabolic effect. So you tend to st you can start off a wee bit quicker and then kind of slow down into your kind of steady pace for most of the race and then yeah. speed up again towards the end. And that's generally how the best endurance performances tend to work. So you need a, a kind of tolerable starting speed, but then you need to get fixed into, you know, the right kind of pace for you. And and a lot of pacing is around your pre-planning, your knowledge of the course, the various competitors, whether or not you're using your GPS system, uh, and and around things like nutrition, fluids, the terrain, etc. And the last thing that again Alison used was was this thing uh, called if-then planning. If if X happens, so you think of well, what what are some realistic things that could happen that might not be so great? If that were to happen, what am I going to do? Uh, what's my strategy going to be? And again, the evidence is is that if you if you do that, that improves your commitment. You know, it may well be that if such and such happens, I'm going to tell myself I can carry on, or if such and such happens, I'm going to you know make my focus external. And, and visual like the next lamppost or the next next tree and yeah. so they're they're the kind of half a dozen evidence-based strategies that work really well for for endurance athletes and that and that there's just a lot of evidence it's not just laboratory evidence there's some real world evidence that these strategies yeah. work and it's great to hear that it's backed up by by Alison there, you know, telling us without any prompting, you know, yeah. it's really interesting just to hear her use specific examples of these kind of strategies uh, to help her win the West Highland way. Absolutely. And I think that's, you know, it's great to combine, you know, your, what you, you know, the knowledge and the expertise and the studies, you know, this, I've been, I've had a read of the paper briefly and it's incredibly you know, uh, not I wouldn't even say complex. It's just it's got a lot of evidence in there. Um, and so what we'll do is we'll 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 link the we'll link the we'll link it to the show notes and yeah, you know, you guys can have a have a read over it and and see, you know, whether or not these apply to you and and maybe bring in some of these for your own performances as as well. So uh, yeah, you're you're welcome, guys. Um, thanks to Lewis and and Alison there. So great stuff, great stuff. Um, so, so you know, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm aware of time because Lewis, you're you're heading to to Aviemore tonight, and then you you know you're away to Manchester, so uh, a, a busy week for you, and 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 certainly you know from from my perspective, it's starting to calm down now, and you know post um you know post post holiday, post uh, Muddy Way Ultras, and and you know obviously Debbie's Challenge Roth race as well, which. Uh, yeah, it's so it's been a bit of a, a a crazy couple of weeks. Um, but you know, I don't think I've mentioned the the Murray Way one hundred how that went. Um, so you know, you you'll be well aware. Last weekend was a an incredibly warm day. Uh, in in yeah. the Murray and at the Murray Firth, and 
probably one of the warmest days it's been for a long time in in Scot, you know, in, in Murray. Um, like it was in terms of being, you know, running, I, I, just running in general on that day, it would have been super tough. But to be able to go out and run a hundred miles was, in, in, you know, hugely inspiring to. To, to see and, and to be part of and um and certainly as a race director to see huge adversity overcome you know to to get to the end but you know a big thanks and to everyone who took part and and certainly the volunteers who were fantastic throughout the race and um, so a huge thanks to them but notably um in terms of the, the winners of of the races uh john anderson uh you know he's becoming a a a, a sin, a, you know one of the regulars on the podium at at, at the Murray Way Ultras from the Daveway all the way through to the hundred mile event. So, uh, well done to John Anderson of Murray Roadrunners for uh, winning uh, in 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 eighteen hours and fifty six in amazing condition, amazing condition, challenging conditions. Uh, a good two hours ahead of the the net the second place and Andre. Uh, to do to those um uh, and Andre Andre to do sorry uh in third place was Darren Stead in twenty one fifty eight twenty six and the uh, w- women's winner was Jenny Reese Jenkins of Inch Trail Running Club in twenty three hours and forty nine minutes twenty four so well done to Jenny Reese Jenkins as well uh second place was Mary Ann De Valley uh Serpentine Running Club in uh twenty four hours and forty. And your uh, third uh, female was uh, Katie Turner in 26 hours and 37 minutes. Uh, so well done to, to everyone taking part in, in, in that race. Uh, yeah. And the really re- results, the the winners in the team, so they took part, they did the whole loop, the whole Murray Way 100, and they, they all took part in at least uh, did three three stages of, of that if they had the four teams of uh, yeah four teams running three legs each varying from 5k all the way through to, to eight, 15 miles so uh, real deal runners were the winners so well done to those and their second place was and that was a record time 13 hours and 19 minutes to cover 100 miles uh, and over tough terrain and tough conditions United Express Deliveries Limited, uh, they were in 13 hours and 56 minutes, and your third place was the Looney Dunes in 16 hours and 7 minutes. So there you go, that's the the top three uh, teams for the Money Way 100, but it would be great to see more teams taking part. It's a fantastic, I mean, you know, Lewis lives on the Money, part of the Money Way, and he's got his background there. It's a beautiful place, yeah. beautiful scenery, um, and yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a hidden gem in Scotland, that's for sure. So, uh, yeah, so the next race we've got planned is the Spaceside Way, which is on the 19th of August. Uh, so if you fancy doing a 50k or 100k, just go to murraywayultras.com and you can check out the the entries and the information, uh, the athlete handbook, etc. So, um, but yeah, so that that's that's about it from my side. And um, you know, just getting back to recovery. Debbie and I are starting to plan our next races and goals. Um, but it's great just to chill out and relax for a bit and see what's see what there is uh, and you know see whatever b hags there is to to do so but before we go lewis there's one there's two things we need to to do the the first one is short-sighted did we have any folk wearing your tartan running shorts Uh, we know that you were wearing your tartan running shorts on holiday 
Oh, um, yeah, I sent you a pick from Club La Santa with my shorts on at the pool. That, that's right. I think I did add it to our socials as well. So you were um, on our oh, right, story. Okay. Without you knowing, uh, no doubt. Yeah, so, no, you didn't have my uh, permission there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you uh, off. It, that's aye, that's it. So one of the uh, someone we want to mention um, is uh, David Woodby West, who uh, his son his son uh, is a big fan and himself a big fan of the um, the show. Uh, they were down in holiday in Cornwall, so they they took their uh, shorts and gave him a run and the magnificent the, the magnificent seven event as well. So. Uh, yeah, uh, all the way from uh, he got a shout out from the announcer with those amazing tartan shorts as well. Uh, so yeah, cracking, cracking video I see as well. So well done to David for sporting the the tartan running shorts as well. And anyone else who was wearing them, just send send your pics in. Uh, tartan running shorts at gmail.com or send them over to the socials as well. But one other thing before we go, Lewis, is we need to find out who is our TRS runner of the fortnight. Have you got anyone in mind? Who well, I, you, you would I, feel yeah. is deserved of that honour? I don't. I don't have anyone in mind. I just wanted to give a shout out before that, though, to your wife Debbie uh, and and her triathlon, because I I think it's easy to gloss over. She was in the world's fastest uh, Ironman triathlon, where the winner set you know was a world record. Uh, be, be the world record that stood for about 12 years. I mean, it's a world best. It's not really a world record because the courses are, are are very different. But the Challenge Roth course is, is, is a, you know, it's a good course. It's a fast course. It was, a, you know, it was a pretty hot uh, course. Uh, Debbie got her, her uh, timing tag pulled from her foot in the water, you know, just when she started. So Start, she had to yeah. f- literally flounder around and try and, uh, get it back and then get it back on. So she lost lost quite a bit in that in right at the start of the swim, so which can be a bit demoralising. But she cycled well, but went over a bump and lost a significant amount of her nutrition, uh, which was uh, y- you know in in the various kind of bottles and packs uh, on her bike that all erupted over the road. So that was a bit of a of a challenge. Yeah. Uh, but then. In, in about nearly 30 degrees heat, uh, she came through a marathon field and ran three hours 13 for her marathon leg, which is pretty, pretty good, uh, you know, after having done 112 miles on a bike and a couple of miles swim. Um, so, you know, and she finished 11th in the professional field, the, 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 the pro triathlete field, Um and to finish 11th in that kind of high class field is is amazing, particularly as a mum, as a worker, uh, and n- none, of, none of the other uh, 20. I think one of, one of the other 20 is a mum in the top the top 20, but none of the, none of them work. You know that's yeah. their job is is full time yeah. triathlon. So big 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 shout out to to Debbie there. Oh, absolutely! Couldn't have said that any better, Lewis. I'm, I'm glad I had you on the. the well, the I couldn't allow there. you to say it. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, yeah, you know, I didn't get a chance to to be there because I was organising the Money Wave One Hundred. But uh, yeah, just uh, I watched some of it in between the runners coming in. But there was someone at the very back of the field at the start was, and I was like, "Is that Debbie? Why is she so far back?" And then when I heard the story, but yeah. you know, the the problem you've got there is to to 
get you know when when you when you're away from the pack to try and catch up with the 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 lead pack like drafting and swimming is allowed and it does create a bit you know you it creates a huge um opportunity and a, you know advantage to to hold on especially if you've got the the, the swimming prowess to do that um which you know for her she didn't when she got into a group she didn't really know if it was the top group or the middle group because everyone's so just everywhere um but unfortunately she wasn't where she wanted to, to be because of that but you know I think that resulted in in her not able to just pull through as much as she could maybe slightly demoral but you know we can talk about her race without her being there but uh you know there's a lot of positives to take from it as exactly what you said so uh no um a, a fantastic result uh for, for Debbie under the circumstances and you know, without us really having anyone to, to you know, I, what I can think of to offer the tart running shorts of the fortnight, I, I'm I'm delighted to, you know, I think both of us would be delighted to give it to uh, our, you know, your athlete and my my wife Debbie Gregg. So there you go, tart and running shorts of tart and running shorts of the fortnight. Uh, right, there Debbie, you go. That's there a you bit. Go, eh? It's a bit nepot- a bit nepotistic uh, there, Kyle. But I'll let you off with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well, well. Before we go, um, yeah. Thanks again for coming on the show, Lewis, and uh, yeah, and, and Alison, and and the listeners for yeah, just send send you know keep sending feedback over. Just uh, you know keep us in the loop by how things are going with your own running. Anything, you know, any questions you want to, you know, either myself, unlikely to, uh, or Lewis to, to answer, or Tommy, um, yeah, just send them in and I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll be able to, you know, someone will be able to answer, more likely uh, Lewis. So, uh, but yeah, enjoy your time away in Manchester, uh, Lewis, and yeah. we, we, we do hope to see you in the stadium or in the official, wherever you'll be, you probably, uh, and we look forward to hearing all about it. Um, in the next episode so fantastic Great stuff Brilliant. well thanks everyone for listening and uh we'll see you in a couple of weeks okay all right. bye all here's alan mckiver Sure.
Anyway. And that's a wrap.